Alright, what's up everyone? Um, we're here to review episode 3 of HBO series The Last of Us. So we just got finished watching. Uh, it's uh, me, Michael, and I'm here with Tama. What's up? Um, Anthony and Bryson had stuff to do, so it's just me and Tama today. We like it better that way. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, yeah, Tama, what did you think? First reaction of the episode. So, uh, first reaction was... Um was was I, I actually I was actually pleasantly surprised of uh, how the episode started. It, it 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 brought you know a familiar character and kind of uh, looked like it was to flesh out the the backstory of this character, which I thought was a really good idea for them to do. They've been doing really good with that in the first uh, two episodes with fleshing out these uh, uh, support characters to make them um, more approachable, realistic. You know what I mean? Uh, so. Like, I, I was going into this episode because I knew what part of the game this was going to represent. And uh, based on how the game went, I was kind of hoping that they would do a little bit more. Because the game was kind of more of a, like, yeah, you meet the character. He's kind of weird and, you know, uh, very paranoid. But that's pretty much it. Then you just he just helps you get the car and then you leave. So it was. I was hoping it wasn't going to be something like that, and I'm so glad that that's what it turned out to be. Um, did they cover like Frank and Bill's backstory at all in the game? So in the game, uh, uh, Joel mentioned, like, talked about Frank a little bit, like to Ellie because Ellie was asking him questions, just like in the beginning of this one, of uh, this episode three. Uh, but no, not really. They did not. Everything was kind of like. Um, uh, what what is it when they tell story through this like the scenery and the setting, like a third person? Yeah, kind of, kind of like that. So like you, they they didn't outright narrate it, but like as you as in the game as you meet Bill, you can see that he's a prepper. He has all the prepper gear on his uh, uh, gas mask. He has traps set up. Uh, he takes you into his bunker that's all um, sealed up with like bolted doors and stuff, and he has all prepper gear around. It's not anywhere near nice as this, like this setup that inside the show, where it's like an actual like neighborhood or house. Inside the game, it's a little bit. Everything's all like kind of run down. Um, cars everywhere, infected everywhere, and he actually has to like run from house to house to avoid the infected inside the game. Uh, so in this one, there really wasn't any infected to be seen besides this that one part. Um, in the episode where it shows uh, one effect of getting near, um, so that that was a big change compared to the game. Yeah, um, I I do have some negatives about the episode, but I'll, I'll kind of go off it a little bit later. But yeah, I think this was the best episode. Um, we're watching kind of late. The episode came out basically a week ago, but we waited till we had time to us to actually be together to watch it. But yeah, this is probably the best episode of the season so far. I do love this. Basically, the episode was an hour and fifteen minutes, hour and ten minutes if you don't count the credits. But they basically gave you a freaking movie. Like, seriously. Like, a full-on movie. Yeah. And they... they they um, what, What's the word? Uh, they paced it perfectly. Yeah. Time jumps was, wasn't too much, wasn't too little bit. They showed you progression of... From when Bill and Frank first met. Or actually, from before when um Bill... Right? Bill was by himself. Yeah. And then when Bill met Frank. And then it shows progression of them being together. And then meeting Tess and Joel. Until the last scenes where we see where Ellie and Joe Joe arrive at the compound and what transpired there. Yeah. So so that that was a that was a really cool thing because in the game it just uh, 
is mentioned that they knew each other. Joel knew Bill. They, they were like friends, kind of. But in this one, it kind of shows how that happened, how that went about. Um, and I thought it was a really good idea to kind of make those connections because it, it just, it just um, made us connect to these characters a lot better. Yeah, I, I really liked how they did it. It was done really well. Um, just the little details of them falling in love, growing the strawberry secretly yeah. as like kind of a, a love thing, like kind of like a gift to him. Yeah, like a little project. Yeah, um, it was cool to see how paranoid Bill was from the beginning and how meeting Frank kind of opened them up to be more accepting to outsiders. And yeah, dude, his setup, the way that he had his basement, how that chest and stuff, that was sick. That, that was sick. Like when, when I saw him lift up the thing and I saw the chest lifting up, I was like, oh, that's freaking so smart. Yeah, I, I'm glad that they changed it a little bit to put the time in to show the, the whole experience of Bill. Because it was worth it. Also, I liked how they incorporated a flashback without being like just random. How they incorporated Joe and Ellie seeing the baby with the with a certain cloth. Yeah. And then they flashed back to the lady holding the baby on a quarantine and Bill watching from his cameras in his basement. Yeah. So that was the scene when they were evacuating the town when the the pandemic first hit, and um, it really the 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 jump from the scene in the of the graveyard of the like the impromptu graveyard that the 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 military did, yeah, yeah the military did to when they were still alive being evacuated was like a perfect transition and then sh- and then introducing bill to us by using the cameras uh that was perfect cuz that's exactly what i think a prepper would do yeah you know what i mean uh the 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 paranoia was very like blatant but not in your face mm-hmm. uh it, it it really showed you know what somebody who would think that the government is out to get you and stuff uh would think and how they would react when he first came out of the basement he literally was like ready to kill them if they yep. were still around uh, <coughs> the one thing i would say that kind of like not really bothered me but i, f- I thought it was unrealistic was for him to have what was it 20 plus years 20 years yeah, in a compound and only have basically one interaction we've seen of someone trying to like get into the compound like there's there would if anyone has a safe haven like that there would be so much people trying to either befriend him take over the compound and I know he has all these traps and stuff but couldn't you just ram the fuck out of the gate granted it's hard to get cars that's but, true but there are enough cars that the the fedra the people the yeah. military uh police that they have vehicles mm-hmm. and even fireflies have vehicles yeah. granted they're stolen probably from mm-hmm. fedra but there are still vehicles in this world you know what i mean yeah. not only would fedra try to get in there but especially the government the government the one the government hates is not having full control of things oh yeah and the government would have been there like guns blazing they would have but I'm glad they didn't do it because it made a great story. Oh yeah, and, and like they didn't specifically say where this where this town was, but based on like what the town looked like and what the surrounding area looked like, it seemed like it was one of those um like towns in the middle of nowhere kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, where there's only like maybe like maybe like fifty or two hundred people that actually live there. Um, so maybe it was out of the way from any major like ro- uh, roads or anything like that so that's why the uh, 
Fedra or other people didn't get to it. Like that scene where those those people that actually did attack. Like, uh, like I get that you wanted to attack to steal their stuff, but how stupid do you have to be to stand in front of a freaking flamethrower and be like, "I'm good, this is good," because literally, like, what, like four or five of them died from the flamethrowers? Yeah. Like how? Like, and then that one guy just started running into the electric fence like an idiot. Yeah, it made no sense. It made no sense whatsoever. Like, literally, and they, none of them were taking cover. Bill wasn't taking cover. He should have been taking cover behind something. Yeah, if he, he was, was an actual, of, yeah, yeah, if he was an actual good prepper, he had a sniper rifle with a scope. Yeah. <laughs> he, he should have took yeah. cover. I would, yeah. Your preppers would have found out, found areas where they have sniper angles. Yeah. At least, come on, we grew up playing Call of Duty. We, everyone knows. You gotta be a camper in apocalypse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like people complain about campers in games, but that's the people that are probably gonna survive in, in an apocalypse. I would have had cement slabs made where I could have as points where I could like I could hide behind stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. Um, second uh, second story uh, windows would be perfect for sniping positions. The the choice of using that that song as basically Bill and Frank's theme, long long time. Mm. Uh, Interested the piano. It was beautiful how we got it. Basically, from the first minute. Um, it played during the scene where they both chose to end each other's end each other's life at the same time. Yes. And then when Joel and Ellie left, they were playing that right. Yeah. It's it was beautiful the way they used it. I liked how when Frank played it, it was more of a like upbeat type of kind of stuff. And then when Bill played it, it was like clearly someone in pain. Yeah. It it really contrasted their their personalities and basically how how well they're doing because. Even though Bill was surviving, he wasn't really living at that point until Frank came. Yeah. And as the episode went on, we kind of were looking at each other. Me, Tama, and Maleo was kind of just like, dude, they're going to die. But I'm guessing, obviously, you knew. Did he die in the game also? Like so that? so in the game, um, Frank Frank does die. Uh, but in the game, they, they never made a connection that they were together. Oh, okay. So when they meet him... Uh, uh, Bill's helping Joel trying to get a car and when they h- hide in one of the houses they find Frank hanging from a ceiling oh damn with bite marks so obviously he was at a turn but he decided to end his life um, instead uh, but all, all Bill said was that it, it was his former partner mm. not that it was his former lover or anything like that so this is something a little bit new to the to to the story but I think it, it didn't Adding that to the story didn't take away from from any of any of the like the tension or anything, and it might have even added more because like I, I love how the focus wasn't that they were two guys; it was that they were in love. Yeah, they actually cared about each other. Yeah, that that was a a beautiful choice by them. A brilliant choice. Whoever recommended that in the writers' room or the planning for the season. Great because yeah, it, it added a whole nother dimension and it didn't take away from the overall story with when um Ellie was reading Bill's letter to Joel and at first I was like, Oh, it's a double meaning, but it actually was like a quadruple meaning. Yeah. Because it referenced it basically has to for his daughter, then Tess, and not so much in the moment yet, but I feel like it was planting the seeds for Joel to realize that basically Ellie is like his daughter. Yeah, basically, and it gave him a purpose, and yeah, it, it was it was a beautifully done episode, like great. Like I don't I don't know, like Tom doesn't watch uh, House of Dragon or Game of Thrones, but this might be even better than those shows, and I like those shows a lot. Mm. 
The episode was strong, man. Yeah, but just like you were saying, um, the the letter kind of planted the seeds because the the whole episode was was kind of like about Bill and Frank's purpose, and their purpose was each other. And then Joel's purpose before the pandemic was his daughter, because uh, obviously the 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 wife wasn't around. Um, they never specifically said what happened, but obviously she wasn't there. Um, and then after she passed, then Tess was his was his only other purpose and then after you know what happened to Tess he had no purpose anymore and this might be the seed that's being planted to exactly what you're saying to show that he does have a purpose and this purpose is Ellie which is probably why he actually um, went from like I don't really want to do this to okay this is the plan I'm going to take you to my brother he was formerly part of the Fireflies, and he might know what to do. Yeah, um, I I do think they left a little like a little like um, breadcrumbs in the episode. The first thing we seen was the tampons, the elephant. I feel like it's gonna come to play somehow. Mm. Um, it could be something they're gonna bargain with because resources are scarce in here. And then another thing I feel like that was kind of like a um, a breadcrumb was Ellie hiding the gun in her bag. Yeah, I feel like it's gonna come into play somehow. I know you mentioned that in the she shoots the first gun in the in the game. Um, I'm not sure you didn't tell me the moment, and I don't want to know the moment. But yeah, it's it's. I think the moment already would have passed if okay. I remember right. So yeah, or I could be wrong. I, I might be thinking of a different part because I I like I told you earlier. I started playing the game again, but I'm still um, in the beginning. Yeah. So I only play when I have time, right? Mm-hmm. So when I get to that point, then I'll be able to make comparisons a little bit more. Um, accurately because it's been a while since i've actually played through the whole mm-hmm. game uh but i'm hoping to catch up to where the story is um maybe this weekend i'll be able yeah. to do that i did like the fact that um we got a moment that was like joe explained to ellie what happened and how fast everything happened in the world and it is interesting i would like to know how everyone kind of like came to the conclusion we obviously as a viewers we know how it started the flower but it's interesting i would like to know how like joe found out it's either flour or sugar. Like, is there a reason? And also, I want to mention, there was a moment when he was explaining to Ellie, and he mentioned things like, and he mentioned, like, cake mix, and he mentioned pancake mix. And he paused. And you could see this, the, the Pedro, Pedro Pascal, the look on his face, told a million, we know his story with his daughter. Yeah. That was the thing that his daughter asked him about the pancake mix, and then his brother. So... Like, like literally, the moment he said that, you could see in his eyes that he was reliving that moment. Yeah. When his daughter mentioned the pancake mix and that whole that whole that whole day, yeah, and it was it, it, it you could see the pain in his eyes, yeah. And the type of person that that Joe is in this show, it's gonna take someone like Ellie's personality to get him to actually like care. No. And I think that's why they're such a perfect mix together because her personality is what he needs in order to like become a caring person again. He's very he has his cards very guard, which makes sense. A pandemic. And also, losing people like the way he did will do that to you. But yeah, that was so the way they started the little conversation between Ellie and Joe was important and and great in my opinion. Um, it's interesting to see how much firepower that they took. Like you mentioned, they didn't show what guns he took. Yeah, they really it's, didn't. I'm almost certain he took guns because why wouldn't you? But it's interesting to see like if he, what he took and how much he took. I hope it's not one of those things where like. They're in like a like the last of the season. He's a, he's pinned and he just busts out like grenades and like 
Yeah, I some random yeah, shit. Like, but not like a cop out. Like, oh, hopefully, like it's not one of those things. But and I also hope it's not like the next episode something happens and they lose all of it. You know what I mean? They don't even get a chance to use anything. Then that's why they didn't show it. Yeah, I you was I, mean? I was thinking too when they were at that little um, stop where he said they keep little supplies everywhere just in case they're out of supplies. He kept the rifle there. I was thinking, oh, that's gonna come into play later. But thinking about it now, after we've seen what happened, like with him restocking, I think that was more so just to point out the fact that ammo is scarce. Like, kind of obviously, you know, it's gonna be scarce. But I think that was their way of saying. I have a feeling later on in one of the episodes. There's going to be a situation where they need more ammo or something. Yeah. And I think that was their way of kind of like setting up, letting us know like, you know, ammo is hard to come by. It's a pandemic or it's a apocalypse. Say. He's a pandemic. Yeah. I'm so used to COVID. <laughs> well, it, 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 it started as a pandemic. It only became yeah. apocalypse when everything collapsed. Yeah. And then uh, during, during the episode, Tama also mentioned this, which I thought was funny, was the fact that Ellie kept pointing out, did it start from a monkey? <laughs> and then she kind of threw a little jab. I feel like it was a jab to us, us listeners and yeah. watchers. Kind of like, yeah. What did she say? Like stupid idea, like a monkey. Yeah, start from a monkey. <laughs> it makes more. It makes more sense. She, yeah, it makes more sense that it started from that than a monkey. Yeah, because like a, lo- a lot of apocalypse zombie movies start from something stupid, like a lab monkey or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, but like Ellie, one, I, I want to know how she even knows that kind of reference yeah that's funny yeah because that's funny to make and then it it does if you really think about it this this pandemic in the last of us is one of the most realistic versions of the zombie apocalypse that we can see happening in real life which which is what makes it scary yeah isn't it funny how just uh three weeks ago barely anyone knew what a cordyceps was and overnight everyone's like fucking cordyceps this cordyceps that oh i offer to mention Ellie killed her first uh, her first zombie. Yes, yes, she did. Yeah. And it was it's cool because you see it throughout other episodes where she cuts the zombie's head. Yeah. You see the cordyceps just basically is the entire flesh though. Yeah. It's like underneath the flesh it's it it controls every muscle in their body. Um but it's it's still nice to know that if you just stab one in the head, they'll die like a normal person. Yeah. I wanna know like how much like effect does the cordyceps like if she when she stabbed him, her knife does her knife have like cordyceps like things on it that could possibly like I don't know how it works. See, it like it, it possibly could because it's a back, it's a fungus. Right? Yeah, it's a fungus. So if you if you cut apart a fungus, it essentially technically could still yeah. grow from each separate part. It could, or mean you could just be reading into it too much. It's one of those things where it's like a TV show, like this. It's a throwaway thing. Yeah, it's just, it could just because in my thing is like okay, like yeah, later on she's gonna use her knife to cut some bread. Yeah, right, you, yeah, you never know. Or yeah. she she might use it to defend herself and cut somebody. Yeah, and then later on that person turns. Yeah. So yeah, the, so much question. I don't know if we're just looking into it too much, but yeah, and um, we saw a preview for the next episode. They showed the preview. Oh yeah, yeah. We get the the um the crazy lady from Two and a Half Men. Oh, was that was that what? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. The, the preview was kind of this. It didn't really give away anything. You oh, gave enough for me. Yeah, so like I, I mean, I'm guessing. I, I guess something's <laughs> triggered for you, but dude, I'm I'm excited. This is this show is great. It's just sad that we're at seven, episode seven and there's nine episodes. There's gonna be nine. Total? Yeah, uh, there's supposed to be ten, but they made episode one. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. But so that means we're we're already you know seven more to go. Uh, but I'm hoping each each one after after this episode is gonna be just as good, and um, doesn't I I feel like each episode so far has been fulfilling enough that it didn't leave me like like uh 
Like, yes, I want more, but it didn't leave me feeling like I deserved more at that moment. Like, I could wait another week for the next episode, if that makes sense. Yeah, like, after episode one, where they got punched, us, well, obviously, if you, if you played the game, you already knew, but his daughter dying, Sarah. Yeah. This was like, this wasn't a gut punch. This was like, a, I'm going to punch you in your, in your nuts and then step on it after. They gave us your whole, they made you invested, you love these characters, and then they killed us, and... They died the way that I would feel like everyone would want to die in apocalypse. Just go with your, go with your, um, your, the person you love. Yes. Go together. And honestly, they were together for what, like 20 plus years? Uh, essentially, he, he survived on that, that, that plot of land for four years after the apocalypse yeah. started. And then that's when he met Frank. So, and then the whole thing was 20 years long. So he, he's been there for, They've been together for sixteen years. Right. Sixteen years and they lived a pretty pretty much a full life and he his purpose basically because it seemed like he was single probably before this thing happened. Oh yeah. Because he, he he mentioned uh that he's never done this kind of thing with yeah. another guy before. So I'm guessing he lived and he basically lived a, a full lifetime in sixteen years. Yeah, like more than like he lived more of a life than how some people right now live their lives. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, some of us go through our life not not ever achieving that kind of stuff, uh, but he was able to find it in the apocalypse, and I thought that was uh, very not not only like beautiful, uh, but like like hopeful if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, do you have any last thoughts before we we end this? Um, I'm 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 very excited for the next episode. That that preview kind of gave a. a some hints, uh, but basically the the only hints that they showed was kind of what happened in the game. Okay. So the parts that they didn't show is is what I'm curious about because I'm I'm wondering what they changed. For um, before we go, I just want to say like we're in episode three of a nine episode series. How far along are we in in the game? This would be the end of part two. So I believe there would be maybe like. Four or five, uh, like large sections of the game. Okay. So this would be like the end of the second part of the game. Okay. Okay. So, game wise, we're basically like halfway there. Uh, all, like almost to the halfway point. Okay. I think when he meets his brother, that would be considered the halfway point of the game. Okay. Makes sense. Well, yeah. Thank you guys for listening. We'll we'll talk to you guys again next week. Oh yeah. Hopefully we'll have uh Bryson and uh Anthony here with us. If not, for sure, me and Tom will both be here. Oh, definitely. <laughs> We have no lives. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you guys for listening. We're gone. Okay. See ya.